The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to another NASCAR America from home with Kyle Petty and Dale Jarrett. Really cool to talk to Cole Custer uh, after his win at Kentucky, Kyle, he told us he's trying to figure out how to sync up Bluetooth with a jukebox. I don't know if you can do that, but that's a 22-year-old for you. If you're 22 years old, you can do that. Okay, <laughs> you can do that. I have faith in him. But, um, we thought we were going to, Dale, at the start of the race, at least after stage one, if we were going to be talking about a Stuart Haas driver, we thought it was going to be Eric Almarola, which uh, he still had a, a great day and he had consistency, um, but once again, missing out on that win. Yeah, that's the thing right now with Eric is they have fast race cars, and but they don't find themselves in the right position late. They find themselves coming from uh, eighth, ninth, tenth, maybe even outside that top ten to make a good run up into the top five. Didn't quite get there at Kentucky uh, with the eighth place finish, but uh, solid race again, uh, accumulating a lot of points. So they've got themselves in a really good position. But I wonder, uh, as you look at it, when you, you start thinking about here – they knew Kevin Harvick was winning a lot of races, but now Eric and, and Clint Boyer have to be wondering, uh, hey, what's going on here? Uh, the rookie comes in and gets a win, and here we are supposed to be uh, the veterans that are running better and not getting that. Does that create some problem inside that team? The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. That is the phenomenon of team racing and being a part of a team. Um, because you look at, at a Kevin Harvick and winning the races that he has won and doing what he's doing, and you can say, he's Kevin Harvick. Um, you know, that's what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, but when a rookie steps up, when a Cole Custer steps up and puts himself in position at Indy to help push Kevin Harvick to a win, puts himself in position again this week to be there and have a shot at the win and then take advantage of it in the last few laps, you have to look at Eric and you have to look at, at Clint and you have to say, what's going on there? Um, you know, Eric has done a solid job, a great job. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. He's still got to get a W. He's still got to get a W to make those top fives and these top tens work. Uh, but Clint is about where he was last year. Uh, and I hate to say that because I love Clint Boyer. I think he is, is a refreshing voice in this sport. Uh, he does so much to bring eyes to this sport. But he needs eyes brought to this sport with him standing in victory lane, holding a trophy, or running in the top five or, or six, especially with the team that he is with with the team that he is with. There's, there's not any excuse. You can't point at the car and say, these cars aren't capable of winning races because they're winning races on a pre pretty consistent basis. But that does build that little bit of tension in those Tuesday meetings 
on what you did and what he did or how this pit call was made and how we perform and how you perform as a driver. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this year plays out and where this team goes next year. Well, in this race too, and after every race, we always, you know, obviously talk about the race, but how it steers forward to maybe the next weekend and NBC takes over um, coming up with Texas. So Dale, we got to look at maybe some of these incidents. I mean, we had, you know, Truex and Harvick racing hard there at the end. You had Jimmy Johnson and Brad Kozlowski, these restarts. And you guys have talked about this restarts at Kentucky different than maybe restarts other places, but any hard feelings that will linger in, in either of those situations or any other situation that happened out there on Sunday. Yeah, I really think that Kevin Harvick and Martin Truex Jr. are okay with each other. That was just a little bit – I mean, we're talking inches here that, that Truex caught uh, the right rear uh, – or the left rear, I'm sorry, of Kevin Harvick and kind of made him move down the track. And Kevin even said that he had to get out of the gas just to make sure that, that he was under control there. So, might have cost him another win. He's got a lot of them this, this year, so he's not going to be too upset about anything right at this point in time. And, and Truex was okay with it, the way everything. But I think the, the Jimmy and Brad uh, situation, because that's viewed differently by two drivers. And uh, I, I think that Brad thinks that he was definitely in the right. And, and if you were going to ask me who was in the wrong there, I, I don't know there was a wrong thing. I think that's just two drivers racing on a restart. But I think Brad had the position there, and Jimmy was a little late at making his block because he was so intent on pushing Ryan Blaney and getting everything they could. But he, he got held up a little bit there, and that allowed Brad to come there. And so, But I believe Jimmy thought that, that Brad could have given him a break in that situation, wasn't in a position, and wasn't going to be in a position uh, to, to be back on the racetrack, so to speak, by the time they got to turn one. So I think that could carry over, and uh, we might see some interesting racing between those two or an interesting restart. And there's no reason to think that the restarts at Texas uh, won't be just as crazy as what we saw because that's a wide mile and a half also. Yeah, and, and you know, Dale's right. I, 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 think, I think Jimmy might have thought that, that Brad was going to give him a, re- a break. Let me say this. If Jimmy thought anybody was going to give anybody a break on a restart at Kentucky, he just hadn't run up front enough to see how wild those restarts and how aggressive they were. Because I've never seen the restarts as aggressive, uh, especially over the last few weeks, as we saw at Kentucky. But I, Brad, it, it's almost like a game for, for everybody. If you've never driven a race car and, and you're in that position, it's like a game of musical chairs. Okay, The music's playing. Brad made a move, or Jimmy made a move, but Brad was already in the seat when the music stopped. So Jimmy gets spun out through the grass without a seat. That's how simple it is. And, and listen, I looked at it and I went, ooh, what's going to happen now? Then, obviously, that race was on Fox. When Jeff Gordon said that was Jimmy's fault, I'm in. If Jeff Gordon says it, I agree with Jimmy or with Jeff. Jimmy made a move too late to protect the position. And, yes, will that carry over? Everything carries over with Brad K. Everybody points at him. Everybody's out for him. And he is one of the most aggressive drivers. So uh, if you're going to line up in front of him, you're going to line up behind him, you're going to line up beside of him, expect that he's going to make a move that's going to ruffle your feathers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I'm pretty sure I saw that Jimmy already said he looks forward, Jimmy looks forward to the next time he restarts behind Brad Keselowski. So go ahead and mark that on your calendars and be looking for it in the coming races. The other, I guess, interesting situation and we saw, we talked about in our post-race recap, um, Ryan Blaney down on the apron hitting that drainage grate, um, kind of shooting up the racetrack. But um, Kyle, he had, to, had the broken shifter or the shifter problem earlier in the race. I uh, had a bungee cord. Interestingly enough, so I was thinking about this. He couldn't find something to hook the bungee cord to. You know what you can hook a bungee cord to? A drainage grate. <laughs> All right, too, too, too soon, I That's guess. good. Dude, yeah. Maybe he could have just hooked it to his helmet. Um, yeah. Maybe that would have been. Listen, I'm going to defer this one and send this one to Dale. Uh, to let him, I, I only ever had that that issue um, in, in in an Xfinity car, which was a Bush car at the time with a V6, uh, and those things vibrated the fillings out of my teeth. So uh, I think Dale has driven a car and had to use a use a bungee cord. Yeah, make repairs. Yes, and we used to always have one. I don't know if it was just me because I didn't know how to shift very good, or I was always messing things up. But I had it happen. But I can remember Pocono in particular. But we already had a bungee cord. And it was hooked down uh, along the seat area. And so then I could easily get to it in those times. Things are a lot different inside these cars now. So uh, apparently Ryan Blaney found it difficult to find a place to hook that to uh, so that it would actually work uh, and didn't maybe get that done. I will commend him. Uh, driving a race car, one-handed through the court. You can do it down the straightaway, obviously. But, you know, he was leading the race doing this, uh, driving one-handed going in and out of traffic and had to continue to maneuver late in the race. So uh, difficult to do because that takes part of your concentration away. And it also takes away a little bit of that feel that you have in the car, exactly how much you can do. So two things that I thought about when I first saw that, that he was doing that. First, I was never talented enough to drive uh, a car with just one hand. Uh, second, I never had a car that drove good enough that I thought I could take the other hand off the steering wheel in the corner. Uh, sometimes I needed three to get the job done. Anyway, that was magnificent to watch him uh, do all of that and then put himself in position. I mean, when he took the white flag, other than that drainage uh, right there, uh, great that was there, uh, he had a chance to, to win this race field. So uh, amazing job, but uh, something you don't really see happen with the transmissions this day and time. Let, let me say this, Chris. Wait a minute. Let me say. Let me say this. If if I crawled in a car and there was tools in the car or a plane ticket home, I knew my days and my time was limited with that team. So I never really drove a car with a bungee cord or any parts or pieces already preset inside. So I have. That's my disclaimer. So that's a, that's a good thing. Okay. Well, now we go to, uh, we know the all-star race is, of course, midweek. We're excited for that. But then um, the next points race, Texas. And points, boy, they are a premium now, Kyle, because um, with Cole Custer winning this race, taking a playoff position, only nine races to go before the cutoff. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about it uh, a couple of years ago when Chris Buescher won at Pocono. Uh, when you're outside that top 25 or, or, or back in points far enough, and then all of a sudden you leapfrog into that top 16. And you don't just leapfrog into that top 16. You leapfrog into the playoffs. You leapfrog all the way. That's how simple it is with that win. So I think when we look at that, uh, that puts a lot of pressure on 16th, 17th, 18th, also on 15th, 14th, 13th, 12th. These guys, it tightens up. It Again, I'm back to the musical chairs analogy. The music just stopped for somebody uh, in that top 15 and they got bumped out. 
They went into this race thinking they were only a few points in or a few points out, and now they're out completely. They've got to figure out how to find their way back into it. So that is the amazing part, and that is the exciting part for me about watching these next eight or ten races leading up to that bump, leading up to that playoff situation, because there's so many things, so many strategies that go into it, uh, and you've always got to be looking behind you at a team that can jump in and win a race. Yeah, so yeah, pressure is mounting now. So when this season started, what feels like two and a half years ago, it's hard to imagine that we're talking about just nine races until we get to the playoffs. So I think that because of everything that's been happening, I'm not sure how many people uh, have even been paying attention uh, to those playoff standings that much. But with Cole Custer's win, that has opened everyone's eyes. It's opened the eyes of those people that are 12th, back to 16th, and that's Jimmy Johnson sitting in that 16th spot. Uh, it has opened the eyes of some rookies and some other teams uh, that haven't won yet, but see that a rookie in Cole Custer could come win a race. That says that this is open to anybody and everybody that could possibly do that. So uh, the, the pressure's gonna, gonna mount here, and, and we've, we've got races coming up as some very difficult tracks, a couple of double header weekends uh, that, that are gonna come along, so many things happening uh, that, that we could see a lot of shakeup uh, in this playoff uh, standings as, as we look at it. It might not look anything like what we see right now, but uh, Cole Custer has proved to the world uh, that it's out there for the taking. Well, we look forward to the summer special in Texas this weekend. We'll see you then. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.